5: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed
6: 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
3: Greetings and welcome inside. Final hour of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hello. Live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. Call 1 888 Farmers to switch. You could save on your auto insurance. What else are you going to do with your phone for the next few minutes? Look at pictures of food your friends ate again? Call 1 888 Farmers. That's 1 888 Farmers for a quote. We
5: are farmers.
3: So. In the wake of our Russell Wilson conversation, which shows no signs of slowing down, uh, I really I can never go to Seattle again. They they hate me more than they hate me in Green Bay for my you know Aaron Rodgers still wants outtake. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! I mean, really, just these cities I got to cross off my list. Up oh, can't go here, can't go here, can't go here, can't go here.
7: Well, you really um, only go to Big Bear and to Detroit anyway, so it's okay.
3: Yeah, that's true. I mean, Liz, it's been a while since I've been in Detroit. I think we're going to try to go this summer, depending on how things go. I mean, I think once we get the vaccine, we'll start, you know, thinking about travel again. But I don't think we're going to go until we get the vaccine. But hopefully, it's coming the next couple of months. You know, supposedly everybody can get it by the end of the spring, which would be awesome. So we'll in see. theory, in theory, yes, in theory, in theory, uh, you know what? I need, I need a, I need a, I need a vaccine against uh, the Knicks. Because tonight's okay, no. Um, so what that between the Patrick <laughs> Ewing story and the debacle, <laughs> yeah, the well,
7: shameful the, effort to come out of the all star break. Look, Julius Randle was tired,
3: yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> hey, what, what did Rick Bucher tell us last night? I don't want to live in a world where I have to go four days between watching Julius Randle play basketball games ever again. I mean, that's it's really what it was. It's got to watch out. That's that thing, kind of a big deal. Uh, So while Russell Wilson is sitting in a situation in which, look, any day, I mean it, we could wake up tomorrow, Russell Wilson could be traded. All right. It could be this weekend. It could be something. And it's not going to be a case of a team's not going to give up for him. Everybody knows what you got to give up for a quarterback. No one's going to get involved in trade talk for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson not knowing what it's going to take. There's going to be no haggling. There's not going to be sources. Bears talking with Seahawks. A third-round pick going back the other way is the sticking point. No, you're going to, it's going to be breaking news. Russell Wilson is traded, and then we 're going to find out what the package is right there 's not going to be back and forth and 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 hand ringing it 's going to be very easy because these quarterbacks don 't become available too often unless maybe this is the the norm now we 're going to see guys like this get available often, but that 's how it 's going to go, and the Russell Wilson thing really could happen any day now it's it 's at that point. But when you get to the Texans, oh boy. Today, I mean, look, today with with Russell Wilson, it was was basically the main things were he puts out a tweet about new beginnings and the odds of him going to the Bears were taken off the board in Vegas, uh, which tells you that they don't want to get burned if Wilson gets traded. The Bears are losing a lot of money. Those are the big things. But today with the Texans... Wow, man. I mean, clearly, there are teams who have been the biggest messes in the NFL going on 30, 40 years now. The Jets, the Lions, the Raiders, and the Browns, normally at the top of that list. The Browns now are enjoying a a, a nice respite of that and uh, you know are actually good. Uh, but clearly, the Jets and the Lions are always at the bottom, uh, and the Raiders are usually there, too. Uh, they all look like the 90s. San Francisco 49ers compared to the Texans <laughs> after the events of the last few months culminating in what happened today. All right, now, we have long told you that the Texans are ill-equipped to deal with this situation with Deshaun Watson. Uh, at, when a star is upset, it doesn't matter how you get there. You have to find a way to solve it, right? Doesn't matter. I mean, you can, you, you can sit back and go, "Why?" I don't know why the, the Seahawks want to trade Russell Wilson. Well, it doesn't matter. We're there, all right? No, why does Russell Wilson want out? Doesn't matter. We're there. Right. Does he know he's got a great team there? Yeah, it doesn't matter. We're there. Why is it showing? He signed a contract. It doesn't matter. We're there. He's pissed off. And the Texans have shown no... Idea how to make it better. And the longer you go without making it better, the more impossible it is to come back from and make a situation which involves him returning to the team. So they're clearly they're out of their depth on this. Casario's out of his depth and so is Easterby and so is Cal McNair. They all don't know how to handle this situation and it's showing. And right now, Deshaun Watson's got nothing to do but just sit back and go, yeah, I'm going to watch you guys just screw this up because this is what happened today. So David Culley, New head coach of the Texans who, listen, David Culley's name should tell you all you need to know about the Texans. He's a guy that was never sniffing an an NFL head coaching job. Great guy. Everybody says wonderful things about him, but he wasn't sniffing the job. The only reason he's got it is because nobody else wanted it because the Texans are such a mess, and they're not going to win for a long time. They're going to be the worst team in the division for the next five years at least. So David Culley gets the job. He goes on a podcast today. Uh, on NFL, NFL Network podcast with Jim Trotter and Steve Weish. And I, I've known Steve Weish now for, for about 10 years or so. Weish is a great dude. And he goes on and he is asked about Deshaun Watson's situation. And he responds, There is no way you can read this other than we are going to be moving on without Deshaun Watson, right? He says things in the podcast like, Deshaun's our quarterback right now. Right, So when you hear something right now, we know, okay, that guy's going to get traded. When you say, this guy's our quarterback right now, you know he's getting traded. That's like watching a horror movie and going, does this guy make it to the end? Well, he's alive right now. But yeah, but does he make it to the end? <laughs> yeah, well, he's alive right now. We'll, we'll, we'll worry Just about it. Just enjoy him while he's on the yeah. screen, will you? <laughs> He's alive right now. But what? just, just, just worry about that. So when you say he's our team right now, you know he's getting traded. That was Jared Goff. That's a lot of players. But here he is now saying, hey, this is where I want people who are going to be all in. And this is what we want in the Texans. We want people who are going to be all in. The message on what's going on with Deshaun Watson is now abundantly clear. The Texans want
1: to move on from him. Take a listen. We're moving forward. You know we're moving forward, and my, our, all our conversations have been with all of our players here. Is that we are moving forward, and that we're going to go forward, and we're going to go forward with everybody that is in, all in with us that wants to go. And and I I like to think, and I feel like that as we move forward, as we're going, we're going to move forward all in with everybody that's all in with us. And I and I feel like that everybody's going to be all in. Um, including him, including everybody else that's been here, that we're moving forward and we're going with it and we're going to go with that way. So there it is, right? There's no way you can read that
3: any other way, Mike, but, hey, we're moving forward. And if you're not with us, then we're moving on, right? We want people who are all in, and clearly Deshaun Watson is not all in. And I thought, okay, this is that moment. Like Jim Trotter tweeted out, here's what he said. The message couldn't be clearer. They're moving on, and Deshaun Watson's going to be traded. I thought, finally, the Texans realize they don't have the the hammer on their side in negotiations, that it's really up to Deshaun Watson. If he doesn't want to play for him, he's not going to play. And they finally understand they have to move on, move on from him and trade him so they can move on with their franchise. I mean, clearly, that's what the message I took out of this podcast.
7: Well, that's what it seemed to be. Right. Hey, you're either with us or uh, against us kind of moment. And and we we want the guys that that want to be all the euphemisms that you have, you know, like when guys show up for spring training or training camp, they're in the best shape of their lives. It's the same thing here, you know. Coach speak for, hey, we need winners, we need team leaders and locker room strength and 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 all, and, and that's David Callie's trying to sell it. You know, it's I coach want speak. Winners, exactly. <laughs> it's the guy that's, you know, trying to win and build a locker room, and from all accounts, everybody that we've talked to that knows David Callie knows of him man that's held in high esteem, high regard across the league. Unfortunately, he walked into this situation. So he spoke freely. He spoke candidly. And in his mind, it's, I got to figure out what I'm doing that first weekend of September. Right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. using terms like right now, whatever, it's like, all right, I can build towards that. But <laughs> there's a reality that, that's punching you in the face that you're going to need to make a, how should we say, Some uh, exchanges, and uh, there's going to be room for rapid expansion.
3: (laughs) So that was the message coming out of this, right? Okay, now finally things are changing on a dime. We're going to get this. The Texans understand they got to make the move. So then David Culley has a press conference in mm-hmm. which he's asked questions about Deshaun Watson. And suddenly that whole, we want people who are going to be all in with us or we're moving on. He's our quarterback right now. Suddenly that tone changed. This is just a couple of hours after he does the podcast. This is the question about Deshaun Watson, in this press conference, and this is his answer. feel strongly still
7: that he will be your quarterback. And what about the quarterbacks behind him right now? What are your plans?
1: Uh, we are very committed to Deshaun as our quarterback. Uh, uh, he is our quarterback. Uh, he's the only guy we got under contract at this time right now. Uh, Nick and our personnel department are in the process of, of looking at other guys out there right now. And, and we're going through that process daily and, and we're we'll continue to do that.
3: So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Now he's the quarterback. After a couple hours later, we're we're moving on, right? You're all in. No, well, Deshaun is our quarterback, and, and he's supposed to be beholden to them just because? Wow. This is, you do not know how the world works, right? Yeah, yeah. You expect him to be – we're committed to Russell to, – to, uh, to Russell Wilson. We're committed and to Deshaun Watson. Same and, story, just interchangeable. <laughs> right. And he's committed to us. Why? Because he should be. Because he's got a contract. Dude, that's not how it works in the real world. But I mean, that's th- great in theory. but the, It this really is, now, is. It's really good in yeah. theory of you signed a contract, grab your lunch pail, let's go to work. But this is – I mean, you think about what changed now, that you know this was a meeting, this was a, hey – I've uh, been hearing what you said on the podcast. You got Whenever you do next, your next press conference, you say that that he's our guy, he's our quarterback, and then that's what we're doing. That's the message from either Easterby or Casario or McNair, whoever it was, called David Cully and said, this is what we're doing. So David Cully being, you know, hey, all right, I'll, I'll go out there and do this. And I feel bad for David Cully because he's out there taking all of the attention for this and the brunt of this when really it's the mismanagement of the guys above him that, that has allowed this to happen. They have no. Idea how to deal with a star quarterback in 2021 when he is unhappy. But now, now suddenly it goes from we're moving on to hey, no, no, he's our guy. I mean, come on. I mean, re- w- w- you are the biggest blank show in the NFL. There is no bigger blank show and no bigger mess than the Houston Texans. Right? The Jets and the Lions. They each get together on a, have one of those Zoom happy hours. Right? My wife does Zoom <laughs> happy hours every couple of weeks with friends and stays on the computer for like three hours. And I'm going, how can you stay on for three hours? Well, oh, we're drinking wine. We're having fun, okay? Have one of those Zoom hats where they toast champagne going, hey, no one's making fun of us, how big a mess we are. The Jets are saying, we really got our stuff together. We got Robert Sala. We got the second pick in the draft. We could get Deshaun. We could get Zach Wilson. We Who knows what's going to happen? Things are great. What about you, Lions? Hey, we just remade our team with a couple of first-round picks and a third-round pick. I mean, Jared Goff stinks, but whatever. We have him for one year. It doesn't matter. We're great. Hey, Raiders, what about you? Well, hey, we were able to throw Derek Carr's at- name out there in a trade and then pull it back and everything is fine. We have some kind of talent on this team. Everything is going all right. We're feeling pretty good. Oh, we're not the Texans. Everybody, chug, 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 chug. <laughs> That's what they should do because clearly the Texans have said, hey, we want to be that worst, most embarrassing team in the NFL with a bullet.
7: Yeah, I think it's an interesting you know, two, two step for for David Cully here, right? Because from the first one, he used all the phrases of the we recognize the situation. Right when you say he's our quarterback right now, etc. But he doesn't definitively just say, "Hey, we're moving on." Then he says we're evaluating because obviously you have to evaluate the backup spot. And we know with the cap moving, there, there's a lot of stuff you're going to need to shuffle about. And you've got a, an awful lot of free agents there in Houston. I don't know if you've looked at their list. <laughs> they're, they're missing mm-hmm. uh, a lot of pieces. Even after you know J.J. J. Watt goes away, there's still a lot of shuffling to do to, to make sure the cap works. But the, the second one is just clearly the, all right, I'm back to the company line. I think in the first, in the podcast, you got a little of David Culley talking coach speak of what he wants to do and how he needs to form the identity of this squad. The second one became a, well, he's under contract, so we we gave to him. He's got to give to us, and we move forward. and You know, the the memo, he got the memo from corporate. He got a phone call or a text saying, what are you doing? get back on point it's us versus him and right now we're going to lose the court of public opinion if we keep having this uh, you know, fractured message we've just got to say it it's on Deshaun to show up and honor his part of the deal we can't make it about things we screwed up are you kidding me you know you can't put that on the new guy in the front office even though you're the new coach and the other guys should actually be answering all of these questions Easterby Casario and, and even uh, Cal McNair should at least make an appearance on one of these Zoom calls, even if only for a minute before they're interrupted by their kid, right? It was the fourth anniversary of that guy doing the interview and his kid walking in like two days ago, the thing that broke the Internet and mm-hmm. now became the regular part of America over the last year. Yeah, right, it's just right. another one of my kids. Keep going. What about the fourth <laughs> quarter numbers? Let's do it. Uh, so, yeah, for, for David Colley, he's in the unenviable position here right, of he's got to be the the guy trying to keep the peace, not make the Texans look completely inept. It's already a fail. There's no putting <laughs> that genie back in the bottle. But also, like, part of it is just playing the PR game, right, of – the the people in houston the pundits in houston uh of getting them to write about how this this is more on on deshaun not that you want to make villains and he's a hard guy to villainize i mean his story and what he's done for people and everything all all adds up but the timing of signing the deal and then wanting out just a couple months later you know it it makes for an easy target of the dissatisfied star quarterback makes it uneasy. It's uncomfortable, but it's a nice, easy storyline for people to run with uh, of how this worked out. Right? They made him the guy. They displaced J.J. J. Watt for him. Whoa. All of these things. And, and now you're just in this untenable situation and, and seeing who, who's going to stick to their guns. Will Deshaun Watson eventually say, hey, I can do a lot of good and I can be the guy for Houston, given all the problems in Houston? Or do the Texans say, we'll wait you out and then try to enter the season without him and see how long that plays before well, the rest of the fans jump off the bandwagon?
3: Now, at, at some point, he's gonna he's going to realize, I got to pull the nuclear James Harden option. Right? The, the press conference where, hey, it's been great here, but this is not tenable and there's no solution. I mean that that's it. That's what Russell Wilson. That's all that Wilson and Deshaun Watson have to do. Now they don't want to do it because they know they'll come across as divas and they'll look bad, and they don't want to lose that. And yes, will the teams make them do that at some point? Sure, I think that could be part of it. But they know that's part of their arsenal. And the minute Deshaun Watson says that, he's done. He's traded. And I'll maintain that the Texans will find life a lot easier. They'll be able to move on if they move Watson because they'll get a ton for him. They can trade him to teams that can give them. Quarterbacks that can give them high draft picks to get their next quarterback. Uh, They can do it. And the bottom line is they're going to realize at some point they have no choice because Watson's not going to go play for them again. I'll sit out. Are you sit out. Yeah, I'll sit out, and then you'll trade me. And then you'll trade me when, when the pressure gets to be too much and every day you're answering questions about Watson. The team stinks. We need to have some kind of players in here that we can start winning. And then instead of getting two firsts or three firsts and two seconds and two players, you get a couple of firsts and a second round pick. I mean, really, that, that's where it's going to go, and you're just going to hurt yourself the longer you go on. I, I keep saying it. Maybe at some point the Texans will listen. Who knows? Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dough, The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. Uh, coming up, we have another big story out of the NFL, but first, a big decision was made in the NBA that I really can't believe was made. We got it
0: on Fox
3: What did a ska band redo The Wizard? <laughs> it,
7: That's
3: was it, awesome. <laughs> was it? Did No Doubt redo The Wizard? Is, is Gwen Stefani going to start singing now? Wow. Nice. Chris, who I is this? dig this.
7: Uh, I think they're called Brownouts. Uh, Alex Marrero. Just
3: something I found on Spotify. I like it. Brownouts is the name? Brownout, yeah. Brownout. Okay, yeah, I got it a well. whole, They did a whole Black Sabbath uh, cover album i think wow okay that's it I, i'm kind of in this man this is nice wow one of my you favorite don't really, songs don't really hear people redoing the wizard that all i don't know when they did this song all right nice uh fox sports radio the jason smith show with my best friend mike Harmon. uh apparently they might have done this like five years ago wow that's fantastic all right uh so before we get back to uh uh, uh Hot Take Theater with Patrick Mahomes. A couple of big NBA stories to get to. And the first one comes courtesy of a big game tonight from Kyrie and the Nets, right? Kyrie goes for 40. Uh, in the win over the Celtics tonight. Uh, Kyrie was hugging all his teammates after. Everybody, you heard all his teammates say this was vintage Kyrie, vintage Kyrie performance. And then he was able to to shake hands with everybody at the end of the game, and he said, quote, all that blank talking about me and all the relationships I have with every former teammate of mine, big surprise to a lot of people. Like, hey, no, I get along well <laughs> with everybody. Yeah, no, you don't really, but okay, that's fine. You're seizing the moment, and I get that. And, it, it look, it's a, it's a huge night for the Nets But it's bigger for more than just this reason. They're going to need Kyrie because suddenly, and again, when we say we're ahead of things, it's because we're ahead of things here on the show. Kevin Durant is going to get more tests done on his hamstring. All right. Now, as you know, hamstring injuries, Achilles injuries, all of these, these are all injuries that. will dog a player for the entire season. They never get better. right? You never you never get over a hamstring injury and you're back to 100% in that same season because the only thing that helps is when you have rest. And now Kevin Durant is having his hamstring injury looked at again. Steve Nash says there is no idea when he's going to come back and even if he does get the okay, he's not going to come back to play for a while. Remember, Steve Nash had that big quote, Kevin Durant's yeah. going to play for us uh, again this season. Sometimes this year yeah whoa he's gonna put he's not coming back in a couple of weeks now that that was a big deal I don't know if that was a slip of the tongue by Steve Nash but when he said that that was a big thing whoa he's gonna come back and play at some point because now Kevin Durant you have no idea when he's gonna be healthy Is he going to be healthy for the playoffs? Is he someone that can stand the pounding of the playoffs now with a hamstring injury that's already dogged him for this much of the season? I mean, we've still got 35 games left to go, and, and he may wind up sitting out all of them to be ready for the playoffs, but a hamstring is a hamstring and if if this if this doesn't get better and he's still in and out or sits out, you can't count on him for the playoffs, man. And as good as the Nets are, and hey, look, they could be a title favorite. All these things are great. They're not going anywhere without Kevin Durant in the playoffs. I mean, you're getting the second round of the playoffs, and suddenly things are going to be a lot different when it's Kyrie and James Harden, and suddenly teams are playing more defense, and the Nets are still playing none. Uh, so, you know, they're going to need Kyrie to carry the load here for a while, but the more important thing is, Dude, if Kevin Durant can't come back and he's not himself, because clearly that could be the case, uh, how far can they go really? And, and when it, it's certain injuries, it's a thumb, it's this, it's a break, it's a spread. Yeah, you can look at timelines, see this is when so-and-so is coming back. Hamstring, they still have no idea. I mean, he's got to have more injury imaging done on the injury next week, not tomorrow, right. not after breakfast. He's not getting this looked at again until a week from now. And that's when they still have no idea what it's going to be. You can't count on Kevin Durant now for the regular season, and you're wondering. Hopefully, you can count. You've got to cross your fingers, saying you can count on him for the playoffs. Uh, That that's that's the reality for Kevin Durant right now. Well, it makes for big theater, right? For the Nets to
7: see how much more they're going to make in terms of moves. Already bringing in Blake Griffin. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, But you still need. Well, more scoring, more defense, well, more everything if Kevin Durant's not going to be available to you because you're also now thinking of what does this mean for your rotations for the rest of this the regular season, right? Because unlike normal all-star breaks, like when we talked to Rick Bucher yesterday, right? It's not two-thirds of the way through the season or 75% of the way through the regular season. No, 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 no. There's still half a, of the regular season to finish. So you got to make sure that you're also able to steal some rest and minutes and maybe a game Game or two here and there for both Harden and for Kyrie Irving. So you have that. The second thing that needs to be considered here is, and I wish I could do this and have some, uh, you know, PIM te- technology or something where I could just, you know, be a fly on the wall of all the executives in the well, one through seven, one through eight, maybe one through ten, uh, in the boardrooms of the Eastern Conference teams. Because all of a sudden your eyebrows are raised, going, "Well, if we weren't really buyers before, we mm-hmm. probably need to work the phones a little bit more."
3: Oh yeah, just watch all the trades the Knicks are going to make. All well, you the know what I mean? There's teams that are behind,
7: but those teams yeah. that are sitting behind the nets, mm-hmm. looking around, going, "All right, we know what historically the problem with Philly has been, right?" Yep. And those two yep. guys come yep. the playoffs; they're they're not ready for prime time. So even bringing in Doc Rivers is that the thing that's going to do it? Maybe, maybe not. Milwaukee, we've seen fail in big moments. And Giannis still can't hit a jump, jump shot with regularity. So that, that part of his game still hasn't developed. So you check that box. And then start going down, and you can find flaws with everybody else. But maybe one addition, one veteran shakes free, and all of a sudden you find yourself, all right, we can compete in a series. Maybe we, we you know, we can certainly steal a game here and there, but maybe now we're we're legit playoff contenders. I think this is absolutely fascinating for the NBA on a grander scale in terms of the competitive balance of that conference.
3: I mean, watch out, man. This Kevin Durant thing is going to start to become a big story. And just remember, we talked about it here because this is this is where it begins. You've got to read the tea leaves sometimes and read some messages. And they're not going to look at it till next week. And Steve Nash says he's going to play at some point this season. There's still 35 games left. This yeah. is not like there's, there's 20 games and you say he's coming back at some point this season, hopefully with five games left. No, there's, there's still half the season left to go. And you're saying he's going to play at some point this season. Yeah, but that watch was fine, too. Out weeks ago,
7: right? Yeah. When you were saying that two weeks ago, you could dismiss it a little bit, like, yeah, we push it off. Move it past the All-Star game. Start, mm-hmm. you know, in the haze out there is the playoffs. And now you're saying, hey, he's got to be reevaluated. Oh, in a week? With no confidence, whatever in your voice? that That's concerning if you're a Nets fan. And certainly for James Harden, who found his way there uh, after well, <laughs> shouting down the teammates he had in Houston. <laughs>
3: hot take theater with patrick mahomes coming up in 90 seconds but first it's david gascon with what's trending in the wide world of sports tonight. idg
4: guys is it paul coffee
3: oh paul coffee i interviewed paul coffee once did you want a great paul coffee story real fast yeah yeah I did a great you, you always have fast. good stories anyway So, uh, we, it was the all-star game in like 95, 96 was a producer for ESPN. And it was the all, it was the day where everybody got to interview, uh, people's like, it was like the, the, the interview day, right? Media, it was like media day and everybody's in this room. And after practice, every, the players would come up and they would get ready to, you know, they'd come in and they'd do the interviews all around the room and then they would leave. So, uh, so I was working for ESPN, so it was always easy to get people to come over, right? Sure. Hey, you want to talk to ESPN Barry Meadows? Okay, great. They think I'm walking over. So Paul Coffey comes in, right? And everybody gets around him and they're talking and this one guy, I don't know why and he was sweating profusely and he's and he's, asking him, he's asking him all these questions about skating. So you know, Coffey was a great skater and he keeps asking him a question after question about being a great skater and and what, what kind of drill do you do here and what would you do here to become a great skater? What, and now everybody's walking over going, I I don't know what this guy's talking about, and they got their 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 microphones out, listening to Paul Coffey, and he's talking, he's talking, and I'm going, oh my God, this is insane! I can't believe, I can't stand here anymore. So I go, so so the guy finishes one of his skating questions, like you know, what color skates did you wear when you're growing up, and what, what kind of blades did you have? I mean, these are all the questions. I'm going, okay, and I go, uh, I go, hey Paul, can you come talk to ESPN for a second? Yeah, he goes, hey guys, thanks a lot, thanks a lot, and he goes, walking behind me, he goes, hey dude, I said, what he goes, hey, thanks a lot, man, I appreciate that. I had to get out of here. <laughs> <That's> good, <dude. laughs> that's real good that solid I, I, I don't know
4: I, mean, I don't know if you agree with me on this or not but Paul Coffey and Scott Niedermeyer were fantastic at controlling games from the blue line they're that oh, rare Niedermeyer
3: was terrific yeah those he rare breeds terrific. of
4: guys I mean Niedermeyer yeah. wasn't huge you know you had Scott Stevens on the other side that can that protect him but Coffey and Niedermeyer were fantastic from the blue line best defenseman yeah. I've seen I mean Two-way defenseman, you know, Larry Robinson was up there, obviously, and Lidstrom was another one. But yeah, those guys were beasts, man. Especially, you won a couple cups. uh, Was it uh, in Edmonton and obviously in Pittsburgh? So.
7: I dig it. The it's gl- time for a new podcast. Uh, there, Gascon. Oh gosh, enough yeah. with the podcast.
3: Whalers right. players who never made it. Oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Starring Pat Forbeek <laughs> and Sean Burke. Yeah.
3: Well, no, we had we had Paul Coffee for because we made that big trade, the Pronger yeah. trade with Shanahan and Coffee, and it was like these guys didn't want to be in Hartford at all. <laughs>
4: My condolences. My condolences. Speaking of condolences, how about this, guys? Fresh off the press. Five seconds left. Hauser passes
3: to Clark. This is not fresh Pops off the press. Here's a pointer from fresh. W-
4: it's it. The freshman, his first points in the game, and they come through as the winner at the horn. Seventy-two to sixty-nine. Tournament. It's good, man. It's real good business for Virginia. Winning it 72 to 69. Creighton dumped Butler 87 to 56. North Carolina prevailed over Virginia Tech. It took a couple overtimes, but USC got the better of Utah, 91 to 85. In the NBA tonight, everything is pretty much all over and done with. Suns have won 17 to 20. Got Portland this evening, 127 to 121. Devin Booker had 35 in the outcome. Clippers beat down the Golden State Warriors by 26. Beat down indeed for Milwaukee over the Knicks, 134 to 101. Giannis had a triple double in the victory. Trey Young with 37. Atlanta wins at Toronto. Kyrie Irving with 40. Brooklyn defense home court beating Boston by 12 points. And that on the ice tonight, Islanders 5-3 winners of the Devils ovechkin with a goal capitals five three at philadelphia back to you guys in 10 seconds first a word from
3: farmers call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save on your auto insurance what else are you going to do with your phone in the next few minutes look at photos of things other people ate call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote
4: we are farmers bum, 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 bum. underwritten by farmers Circle fire
6: insurance exchanges or affiliate products not available in every state
4: guys uh i got some good news for you both tonight
3: Oh, good. I'm I'm glad. Well, what's some good news? It's
4: official. The New York Mets have been eliminated from the 2021 postseason.
3: Stop. Come on. DeGrom struck out like eight guys in two innings tonight. He he was throwing 115 miles an hour. (laughs) And they just celebrated a
7: World Series title on the field yesterday. What are you talking (laughs) about? That's right. You just
3: won game seven in drills. We're going to put a banner up at Citi Field for that. Oh, man. (laughs) What? It's gonna be a long uh, today year. It is a big day. Yeah, it's it is it is. Thank you very much, Dave. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, all right, so we need a little bit more time for Patrick Mahomes. We're going to do that coming up next. But the other story we wanted to get to here uh, regards uh, Myers Leonard of the Heat, who is now only going to be punished by the NBA with a fifty thousand dollar fine and a week long suspension. Myers Leonard, of course, uh, came under fire earlier this week as video of him using a very bad anti-Semitic slur surfaced that he used while he was playing Call of Duty on his Twitch channel. And I thought when this came out, okay, this is how it's going to end. The Heat are going to wave him, and it's going to be a while before somebody picks him up again. But no, no, no. Adam Silver, who never wants to do anything, decided that this is going to be the punishment. It's going to be $50,000, and you're suspended for a week. He actually said in his reasoning that he believed Myers Leonard when he told him, I didn't know what the word meant. I mean, really? (laughs) Come on, man. I mean, Adam Silver, the the number of times this guy just continues to disappoint me and disappoint a lot of people. Dude, this is an adult, right? This is not a five-year-old kid that heard his dad say it, so he starts saying it. He's running with this word throughout his Fortnite, uh, his uh, Call of Duty game. He's got an open Twitch stream that 70,000 people subscribe to. This is the equivalent of saying something publicly. When you're saying something that people are responding to you for – yeah, that's bad. I mean, it's, it's one thing if you want to try to make it, well, it was a private conversation and somehow it got out. Um, let's say you have 70,000 followers on Twitter and, and you say there. Does that mean it's not that big a deal? Oh, you know, I, I agree you didn't. You're saying something publicly, and he said something publicly. And for Adam Silver to come up light on this when the NBA has been leading the way against hate speech and for equality, I'm embarrassed. All right? you know, Adam Silver is someone who has shown that when he doesn't want to, he won't do anything. He is someone that, that will walk away from stuff and will just blow stuff off, and it really is disappointing. And this is another one of those situations where I'm not saying Myers Leonard had to be gone from the NBA forever. I mean, look, I, d- does he someone that needs to learn and needs to come out? Absolutely. But 50 grand in a week, and he's already been banned for a few days. I mean, that's the punishment you have when you're leading the way against hate speech? Uh, th- this is Adam Silver really disappointing me.
7: Well, it, it's just continuing a what seems to be policy of dismissing hate speech uh, against Jewish people, that you don't really get much of a, a penalty in it. Yes, this goes in his file, but we, we saw what, what happened with Nick Cannon, Dwayne Wade, uh, others where it, it just kind of got shrugged at and move, people moved on. And then you, you look at going back to Kobe Bryant when he issued a, a homophobic slur. He got a hundred thousand dollar fine, and, and there was a lot of fallout from that. You know, in in the end, you know, Kobe did did his penance and and talked to people and everything else. And that's what Myers Leonard will have to do. But he came down light, just a, a week away, a couple of games and a couple of days. And yes, his his name is is besmirched. And this will be attached to him as to, you know, who he is. But as you say, the, the league, which has been so adamant and had so many banners and things on the court going back to the bubble, trying to denounce any form of violence, inequality and hate speech that has got to be more applied to everybody. And, and And it has to be taken more seriously, and you can't excuse it away. Uh, as, as Adam Silver tried to do here, like it was, you know, he 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 heard it and someone said it and it sounded good. And so he, he threw it out without knowing what a what a terrible part of speech it is I, that, that just is infuriating to me when you're, you're trying to claim to be the, the leader of all leaders with these things and then this one you pretty much just kick down the
3: down the curb. Mm. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smiths are with Mike Harmon live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. Not the first time. It's disappointed by Adam Silver, and unfortunately, probably not the last. Uh, coming up next, we finish up with a flourish. We have great hot take theater regarding Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to say something, and you're going to go, ooh, oh, I could see that happening. Hot take with Mahomes. That's next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Farmers Insurance Studios, where it is time now to play a little hot take theater. Let's go. In regards to Patrick Mahomes. Get ready for Patrick Mahomes is overrated in 2021. Boom. Let me give you a second on that. Let me give you a second on that so you can just digest that because... Get ready for Patrick Mahomes is overrated in 2021. Five seconds Why? left. Hauser
4: passes yeah, the court. You know, we cork. don't need, we don't don't need the Here's Syracuse. Here's a three-pointer from Beekman uh, for the hey, win, and he sorry. hits it. The freshman, oh, hey. his first points of the game.
6: Yes,
3: first points of the game. The that was great. Thank ball. you. Surprise. No. Uh. But this is why – and don't ever play that again. Lose that highlight. I never want to hear it again. But here's why. Get ready for Patrick Mahomes is overrated in 2021. What a hot take. Today, the Chiefs released two of their longtime starting linemen in Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. All right. Schwartz was hurt the last couple of months. Fisher missed the Super Bowl. And what did we see in the Super Bowl? The Chiefs looked awful. Their offensive line got dominated by Tampa Bay, who was able to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes by just rushing four players. Right? Which means no matter what you can run around all you want, if they have the people to cover Tyree Kill in the secondary and make sure that Travis Kelsey's not running free down the middle of the field, you're going to struggle to score. And what happened? The Chiefs were terrible on offense. They they had a thousand. In possessions, and they couldn't move the football because Patrick Mahomes was running for his life on every single play. Now, you take a look at the Chiefs now who have to replace two of their most tenured offensive linemen, right? One of the players who they expect to start at tackle next year uh, opted out of playing this year, all right? So he's coming back after, after he opted out Lucas Nang, Mike Remmers started at left tackle in the Super Bowl. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Andrew Wiley, who is a right tackle, is a restricted free agent. So you're going to wind up having an entirely new offensive line in Kansas City. Now, they could get it right, and Patrick Mahomes is back to being Patrick Mahomes, and he's setting records, and everything is great. But if you don't get the line right, Most of these games, when they play teams with good defensive lines, are going to look like the Super Bowl. And Mahomes is going to struggle, and it's going to be, what's wrong with Mahomes? The league has figured him out. He's overrated. When what you need to do is look a little bit deeper and go, man, maybe the offensive line really made Patrick Mahomes the player he was. Because if you can take it outside of Patrick Mahomes and extrapolate that way, how many times do the Chiefs wind up with a new running back who is terrific? Right, It doesn't matter who they get. Right? It doesn't matter if it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. The only guy that couldn't run is Le'Veon Bell, which tells you he's really at the end of his NFL career. But no matter who it is, they're throwing out there. Kareem Hunt, doesn't matter. Boom, you move on and on. Guys opting in, opting out, makes no difference. Whoever plays running back is able to produce. This tells you how good the offensive line has been and how much that allows Patrick Mahomes to be Patrick Mahomes. This doesn't mean Mahomes is going to suddenly suck all of a sudden, but if they don't don't get the offensive line right and you have to get it right, if they don't, this is what you're going to be looking at in the fall. It's going to be, is Patrick Mahomes really this good? Is is the Super Bowl the beginning of of him coming back to earth a bit? Patrick Mahomes overrated. If they don't get the offensive line right this year, that's going to be a big story.
7: Man, I love how angry and, how, you know, system quarterback is the uh, really the subtitle to that soliloquy we just heard. Uh, when we talk about the offensive line, obviously Fisher and Schwartz, two benchmarks, two two guys that when we talk about all-decade teams are going to get uh, consideration at the respective positions. Once uh, Fisher got out of the uh, first couple years of his career, he became uh, a rock-solid uh piece to that front five, but let's call it what it is. That's the Name of the game across the NFL. A lot of offensive linemen uh, are being released. A lot of shuffling and trying to find your five is always a problem. Uh, f- as for the Super Bowl, look, it, it just you just caught them at the right time to a degree, right? Is you had a great defense, which was a top seven defense in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Buccaneers. To, to just put the uh, respect on their names, right? This wasn't just an also ran defense and a heavyweight offense that got them. No, it was a great defense. So for Patrick Mahomes, sure. Just like the Sam Darnold argument you made of with the right personnel, three quarters of the league's quarterbacks could be good. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, yeah, having a good offensive line will help. But here you have a regular full off season to address those issues. Yeah, they've got cap issues, uh, but they should be able to address them well enough. Either way, it's great theater. And if the system quarterback take runs muck like the Steph Curry system system uh, player did for for Steve Kerr all those years ago Uh, we are going to have one hell of a summer and fall here on
3: Fox Sports Mm. Radio Mm. get ready Patrick Mahomes overrated in 2021 twitter at how about a fresco (laughs) Mike get swollen dome the Jason Smith show with my best friend Mike Harmon coming up next is my buddy Ben Maller you are listening to Fox Sports Radio how about that funky monkey brass monkey